myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot see Good evening and welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. It's Thursday night, so I'm joined by the two legends, Malcolm and John. Good evening, gents. Hi, guys. Hi, Good Malcolm. to see you. Good to see you. And uh, transfer deadline day. Uh, five hours five hours left. And Newcastle United uh, have been quiet on incomings, but uh, have done a few outgoings. Longstaff, uh, Matty Longstaff has joined League Two side Colchester United until January uh, on loan, despite being a, a surprise inclusion in the match day squad for the clash with Liverpool last night. Um, Martin Dubravka, uh, as expected, has joined Manchester United. Um, and yeah, good luck to him. And Newcastle uh, picking up a £2 million loan fee for that particular deal. Um, and shrewdly, it has to be said, uh, something maybe that the previous owner would have overlooked or not done, uh, put a recall clause into Dubravka's loan contract, uh, which stipulates that if Nick Pope picks up an injury, that mm -hmm. uh, Dubravka can be recalled in the next window, which yeah. uh, is common sense, I think, uh, on behalf of Newcastle and probably points to the fact that in January, they're not looking at a goalkeeper. Um, you know, they're, they're certainly happy with what they they have in reserve yeah. at this moment in time. Uh, no confirmation yet on Federico Fernandez's move uh, to Elsh, uh, but that is expected yeah. to to go through at some point uh, today. And uh, youngster Lucas De Ball, uh, who has been training with the uh, first team, and Eddie Howe has been very, very impressed with the young lad, um, has gone out on loan to Hamilton Academical on a season-long loan and uh, goes with the club's best wishes. And let's hope he picks up some valuable experience. As for incomings, well, the only deal to, to say that may come off is Harrison Ashby, who's a young, uh, young right-back who was at West Ham. Um, Goal, you know, comes highly rated. Um, lots of debate over this on social media amongst a lot of these so-called in-the-no accounts. Um, something that's been going on for a couple of weeks, this one, and it's just whether Newcastle can get that over the line uh, before, uh, you know, 11 o'clock tonight. Uh, if, we're living in, if we're living in dreamland, the only other one that people are talking about is Tielemans. But unfortunately, yeah. with that one, um, I would say that Tielemans wants to play Champions League football and is either going to stay at Leicester or if he does move, he's going to go to somebody who can offer him that, potentially Arsenal. But um, I would say our business is done, Malcolm. Um, yeah. what's, what's your views? Uh, has it been a good window? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just smiling, though, about the um, uh, uh, these websites that, uh, that are trying to... Uh, Put over all the news that of, of Newcastle's ins and outs on the transfer market. Um, the, the people at Newcastle, these new people, they keep their cards so close to their chest that it's almost impossible to guess. Are you finding that, John? Yeah, I think that's that's true, and that's a way it ought to be. That's Absolutely, only, yes, it should. You can't it, conduct business through in public. I mean, two yeah. women, for example. I mean, he won't go anywhere. He won't, as you said, Steve, he wants Champions League. Yeah. Um, his contract is out of... If he waits one year, he can sign in January for uh, pre-signed for who he wants and he gets all the door instead of Leicester getting the door. Yes. Um, so, and, so if he's going to leave Leicester at this stage, it's for guaranteed Champions League, not for anything mm. else. And my information is that anyway, 
he's not going anywhere because he's in the Leicester squad to play Manchester United tonight. Now, if that is true, that takes away all the time, Malcolm, to sign for anybody else with 11 o'clock deadline. If he's yes, playing of course. If he's playing tonight against Manchester United, end of. Yeah, I would think he's not interested in doing any business until no. January. No, no, yeah. no. And, and it's all in his favour. He's, um, he holds all the cards, Malcolm. Yes, absolutely. Yes, he does. But to, to answer your question, Steve, um, yeah, I, I think I've been pretty happy, um, quite impressed. Uh, and, uh, and seeing Isaac um, for the first time actually live last night, uh, I, I was immensely impressed, immensely what a good finisher he is, and uh, uh, and and I would think that, uh, uh, um, and I thought he was very unlucky um, with the second one that he scored oh. to be offside. Dear me, it was. Uh, it must it, have been the hairs on his legs, man. Yeah, it, it was that, wasn't it? Um, oh, hairs on his legs, yeah. Yeah, dear me. Um, I, 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 I just. I was looking and looking at it, and I'm thinking, "Oh, come on! You, this this really is taking it to such a nth degree." Um, but um, but I think that Newcastle, I think they've done some excellent business, um, and I, I, there was a picture on the television last night, and it was of Wood sitting on the bench. And I have never seen such a downtrodden look from a footballer as he had on his face. Um, that, uh, and he must be watching Isaac. Um, and, and then, of course, um, there's the other fella out injured, Wilson. And he must be thinking now, mm, there's, there's no chance of me getting into, the, into this at all. It's time that I go. And so, too late now for this window. But uh, uh, I would think that I, I, if I were him, I would be going to Eddie Howe and saying, "Look, see what we can do in January and, and get me." We're talking. We're obviously talking Chris Wood here. Mark. Yes, I, yeah. I got cut yeah. off for a while. Funny enough, in otherwise he's going to become the well, forgotten man, John. Well, it's interesting because Newcastle, as Tom Ditton says, have reportedly turned down a number of inquiries for Chris Wood. And the club confirmed this today, that they've knocked back uh, yeah. inquiries for him well, I was uh, from, to, I was, from Premier yes, League I they're wanting him on loan, though. I was going to come in and say, no, the trouble is, Malcolm, that I was going to come in and say that, you know, the first reaction to that is, you know, amazement. But then you think about it and not so. I mean, they've almost been caught out by having Callum Wilson knackered and only having Wils yeah. only having Wood and they're thinking now if we get injuries I don't want the situation again because I think they'll sign a young kid to play centre forward in January or at the end of the season yes, yes. for the future and in the meantime then we'll we need go. Wood as cover then, for, yes. leave for Wood as number three. Leave yeah. Wood is number three for the moment um, yes. because you know belt and braces We've all been caught out with centre forwards recently, Malcolm. So yeah, let's yeah. let's keep them in house as number three, sure. and then it'll all change. I think next summer. Um, but yeah, they have turned down people, um, and I suppose if you're in a relegation fight, you you think of them at Burnley and think of them 
at the end of the season at Newcastle when they were unbeaten and he might do a job. If he had the championship, you would think he would he could do a job. But he's certainly third choice here. And and unfortunately for Chris, when you look at a proper centre forward like Isaac last night, yeah, then you realise where he is and you look at Wilson when he's fit. Sure. And, and he's third in the three horse race. He he realised. He sat on the bench and you could see by his face, oh dear me. Um, he knew that his game's up. But mm. I think, you see, one of the reasons for keeping them as well is for when you, for the moment, when you've got a situation like you have with Wilson, who's currently not fit, Isaac was always going to pick up a dead leg last night because he hadn't had any training. He was going to last an hour and he was going to go. It could be the same on Saturday. It could last no more than an hour because he's getting mm -hmm. no training in the meantime, is he? His only training session will be tomorrow. Today, warm down after the game. He'll get a training session tomorrow and he's in the match on Saturday. So it might be that comes 65, 70, 75 minutes, mm -hmm. he'll have to get pulled on Saturday and Wood will go on for the last quarter of an hour. So that's why he is there and hanging around. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, lots of comments coming in about the transfer window and especially about Wood. Uh, we need cover for Shelby, who's out in November, says Tom. Um, Alan Thompson says, Malcolm and John, Wood and Murphy now realise that they're out of their depth and it showed with their performance last night. So he says, loan Wood out and bring in Supermac. I'm sure he's got a pair of football boots in the cupboard. <laughs> and uh, Michael says, we shouldn't have been caught out by Wilson's injury. It's more predictable that refs trying to help the big six teams. Um Knocking wood again, says Dave. Yeah, Dave, I don't knock wood on this program because I am um, still sticking by him um, because he's been a valuable member of the squad. Uh, at times, I think he's he's hung out to dry. Um, I was at I was at Wolves midweek and I was at Anfield last night. Um, at Wolves, I personally felt that you know the the the, the amount of crosses that were put into the box for Chris Wood, um, you know, well for for, for a striker, um, uh, you know. Uh, Wolves were, were poor. There was there was lack of service. Um, so Eddie Howe then takes Chris Wood off and brings Ryan Fraser on at Wolves. And Ryan Fraser then starts knocking balls that Chris Wood can you know do something with into the box. I thought it was crazy. I mean, ultimately we managed to get the draw last night. Completely different kettle of fish. Um, you know, but again he took Fraser off. He brought Wood on, and there was a lack of service for Chris Wood. Chris Wood was Plowing a lone furrow up front with a with a, what has to be said a weakened Newcastle team because he brought Murphy on who by all you know you know most accounts I've heard from people who were there and I saw it with my own eyes Murphy couldn't get into the game and he's he's not of that standard so I'll continue to defend Wood um, he's not going to be getting us 10, 15 goals a season but his work rate is good and he will be there probably until the end of the season and then go but so should Murphy. So should one or two others. Um, that that's my view. So, Dave, just to say, there is a bit of parity on the show. You know, we're, we're not all one-sided, and I definitely am in the Chris Wood support as you know, support as club, if you like. And I, I hate to hear people get on his case. You know, especially in the crowd, you should support your team. Whoever's wearing that shirt, you should support your team on a on a match day. Um, these kind of shows are completely different. Let's talk about last night's game, Malcolm. We've touched on it with Isaac. Um, I personally thought that was probably one of the best debuts I've seen um, in my time from a from a from goal scorer probably since 
probably since Big Al or Les Ferdinand. Um, so we're mm. going back to the 90s, Malcolm. And I guess a lot of the people who watch this show will say that that's the best debut for a Newcastle player since they saw you banging a hat trick against Liverpool at home. So, you know, your home debut. What, you know, what, you know, what's he going to bring to the team? And do you think, you, you've said that you think Wilson might be replaced by him. I heard Eddie Howe last week say that he would consider playing the two of them together. Do you think they could make a partnership? Oh, did you? Now, that's interesting. I didn't he was, hear that. He was asked the question, would you play Isaac and uh, Wilson together? And he says, it's, it's certainly something I would consider, of course. Yeah, well, I, I think that they would be a, an excellent match. I really do, because um, the, w Wilson is, is pretty much straight through the middle, whereas um, Isaacson, he, he will... He's a rather. Um, he he will drift around. He'll drift all over. He'll go wide um, uh, um, on either flank, and uh, and and so I could see that uh, pairing working really, really well together. Um, and of course, um, Isaac he'll 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 drop off as well, um, and he'll just come that little bit deeper than Wilson. And so, yeah, I think it would be a very, very good pairing indeed. Um, and uh, I, I was really thoroughly impressed because it was no easy debut uh, going and playing at Anfield. My word, that's a toughie. Um, but, I, I, but I thought he, um, he, he, he had, a, a, he was brimful of confidence in the way that he went about his game. And I, and I just loved his attitude. I really did. John, your thoughts about playing those two together? Yeah, I, I think they would be able to play together comfortably. And mm, John, having a bit of problems with his internet tonight. Lost yeah, him again. Yeah, like it. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, it's not it's not the most complimentary of uh, photographs that one. So we might take him out <laughs> and bring him back in once he gets his internet internet sorted. Yeah. Um, the overreaction, Malcolm, on on behalf of. Uh, Jurgen Klopp has be, become to be the norm now. Um, but, you know, it, it showed how much Newcastle had have improved and, and how well they played last night, didn't it? Uh, yes, indeed. Yes. Uh, I, 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 I was more than impressed with, with, with most performances out there. I really was. And I... And, and I, I must hold my hand up. I have been exceedingly critical over the past couple of seasons on Lascelles, but I thought that he um, that he, uh, he was he really took on a responsibility, and I I, I thought that he, he he looked a much much better, even different centre half to what we've seen. All all too often, I have seen him wanting cover round behind him. It was almost as if he had no confidence in his in his own pace. Um, but there was none of that last night. There was no cover going round and he was he didn't seem bothered by it. And I I thought that uh, that he he um uh, he looked a much much better player and perhaps perhaps it was it was something from the Bruce era um, that he couldn't get you know, like a shackle around his neck that he just couldn't get rid of, but he's got he's got rid of it now, um, and and certainly I think um, Eddie Howe's got to take credit on that. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him play again 
because you look at him and he's a beast of a centre half. He's he's athletic. He's very athletic. He's t- he, he can be terrific in the air, um, and 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 yet he was sort of mm, sort of diminishing in stature um, when when he was playing under Bruce, and uh, and that seems to have changed now. He went out against Liverpool, and he was prepared to really have a, have a go with them, and I and I was I was impressed with him. Gibble, welcome back. Uh, having a few internet issues. Just firstly, your, your views that we were asking you when you got cut off about Isaac. Wilson Wilson and Isaac. Could they play together? I, without a shadow of doubt, they could. Um, because Isaac is not your through-the-middle English bulldog target centre-forward in the way that Shearer was, in the way the Ferdinand was, although those two played together, in the way that Wilson is. Uh, this guy, as as Malcolm was saying when he was watching, this guy will drop off. He'll drop yeah. off and look for the ball. He'll go wide, left and right, and look for the ball and be very comfortable on the ball. He's not a goal poacher. He, he's a footballer. He's, in my eyes, is more of a Roberto Firmino type of centre forward, the one that, the lad that played for Liverpool mm. last night. Yes. Then he is a Callum Wilson centre forward. Mm. He will link play. He'll not only just yeah. play as the last man. He will link play, and so he could quite easily, if Callum Wilson was playing a traditional through the middle centre forward, he could quite easily play for say Almiron or some maximum if he was unfit on either flank but coming in a bit narrower so that he, he, he's in a more finishing situation and they would complement each other. I think one of the reasons we took him is that he's not a traditional centre-forward. I couldn't see uh, the way Wood plays and the way Wilson plays them playing as a partnership because they, they would both want to do the same thing down the centre of the pitch, etc., etc. But Isaac can. And the, the guy's got style, you know. I mean, if you think of what he's done, I mean, he's signed off for Real Sociedad by scoring against Barcelona in his match, last match for them. And in his first match for us, he signs on by scoring against Liverpool. Now, if you say goodbye by scoring against Barcelona and hello by scoring against Liverpool, that ain't bad, guys. I mean, <laughs> you that can't complain at that, can you? <laughs> oh, crikey, me, that's top no. quality. In this guy, I tell you what, Marlon, you're a striker and you know much better because you're a striker. The goal he got was terrific. Wonderful yes. finish, no touch, bang. But mm. the second goal he got, which he was very unlucky with, with offside, the way Oled pulled the ball back like a matador, he sent two defenders, two yes. other defenders into the cup. They oh, were sliding for the block yeah. and he just pulled the ball back. They continued into the cup and he mm-hmm. clipped it in the back of the net. I mean, that was some finish. It was delightful, wasn't it? And oh, it was wonderful. And I really... Oh, I, and this I is, this is still a found it very player. questionable whether he, whether he was. I, it's very much so. It must have, the hairs must have been standing up on his leg. You know, yeah, he, he, I, John, last night, I, I really did feel that there was um, a strong bias with the officials, a serious strong strong bias. Um, you know, it was it, 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 nearly all the decisions were going Liverpool's way, and and that all culminated 
in Newcastle losing the game because um, the the, uh, the fourth official on 90 minutes he held up the board. Now it either said four or five minutes, and I'm I, and I couldn't remember quite remember which, but let's say it was five. Uh, it was five minutes officially on the okay. board. Okay, so five minutes is covering the whole 90 that's been played for added time. So that's it. That's done and dusted. Then explain to me how on earth the referee can allow the game to continue to the 99th minute when there's only five minutes being shown on the board. That means that in the, in the five minutes that was that was played and, it, and, and where he should have blown the full-time whistle, that there were, there were four minutes of stoppages or even three minutes of stoppages. They didn't exist. So how can he add on three minutes? I mean, the, the whole thing for me, in, in last night infuriated me because... For a start, when you're playing the best sides, and I'm talking here Manchester City and Liverpool, who for the last three or four seasons have dominated English football. When we played Manchester City and produced that wonderful performance in a 3-3 draw, we had Bruno, Maxi, Callum Wilson, Shaw and Botman. That's five players start against Manchester City. None of those five started last night. That's how um, injured hit we were. We, yes. we had five of the great performers, arguably the best five against Man City, who weren't there last night. Yet our performance, we played exactly the same way as we always do. We pressed high. We were enthusiastic. We were front foot, not back foot. For all, we had half a team out. And the first half, we went in 1-0 up and thoroughly deserved it. The performance was magnificent. Yes. Now, yes, we were going to drop off a little bit in the second half because tiredness comes into the situation. We also lost Isaac after an hour because of the dead legs. So that yes. was six out. And the quality of the subs was not as good because the subs... The normal subs had actually started the game. Lascelles and, yes. and, and Fraser and uh, the normal subs had started the game. So when it come to the next layer of subs, I felt Wood and Murphy did not do themselves any good at all. And therefore, we dropped off. And therefore, with the home side and this, the quality of Liverpool having a go at this, it was going to be tough. What did they expect? We were accused of time-wasting. We were booed off by the cop. That's a compliment. What did they expect us to do? And I looked at Klopp. For me, Klopp, and I'm a great supporter of him. I think he produces lovely football sides. He's a very open personality on television, etc. I got sick of him last night. He, the whole hour and a half, it was like his bum had been well smacked. Mm -hmm. He spent the whole time mourning and grimacing and blaming us for... Oh, you know, didn't he just? The trouble now, 
The trouble this season is that Liverpool aren't the Liverpool they were. Outside of Bournemouth, Liverpool haven't played well in any Premier League games. This year. And he thinks, that, and so do the, the Liverpool fans, I guess, that they should win automatically. I mean, it's wonderful when, when a side rolls over like Bournemouth and gets beaten nil, he says how wonderful the manager is and, 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 and isn't it lovely and that this lovely little club. And he thinks because Newcastle went there with half a team out, we should roll over and have our tummies tickled. And we didn't. We got stuck into them. We played great stuff first half. And if there's any sort of time wasting, is that a new thing in football? No, it isn't. It has always existed. Absolutely. If the point is, we didn't do what Liverpool want us to do. And the only time we saw that wonderful toothy smile, you know, where he shows all the gnashes, uh, was on the final whistle when he eventually won. Mm. And for me, it was an absolute disgrace. Newcastle were magnificent and did not deserve what they got. They deserved to get a result out of that last night. John, I, I, I agree with record. you. And didn't deserve to do yeah. so. You know, for for two decades, um, it, it was it was called Fergie time, where that where, where they used yeah. to get eight, nine, ten, eleven minutes added on to the ninety. Well, what should we call it now? Clock time. Well, that's what the referee did, Malcolm. He did yeah. what what Fergie used to get referees to do at Manchester United. Yes. Liverpool, the crowd, Klopp and everybody else. The reason they went nine minutes of, of uh, injury time when only five had gone up, the referee was trying to say we were time-wasting when people got cramped and, 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 and had to be looked at sitting on the pitch, etc., etc. He just played. It was almost like we'll play on until yeah. you score the winner. But do you know Because think... immediately they scored yeah. the winner. But the... the, the... The um, the game is becoming quite technical now, um, with with the use of of, of, uh, um, of all the technology that's available. Do you not think that it that that when you see a fact that there was five minutes added time, but it went on for almost nine minutes? Sure. That the authorities at the Premier League or at the FA or wherever, that they should be looking at this and saying, well, hold on, we need an explanation. So they, they, they should be calling the referee and the two linesmen in and saying, explain to us how five, five added minutes suddenly become nine. Because it's all on television you can see it all. What, the what, they're, what they're saying off the record, Malcolm, what they're saying off the record is that they warned the Newcastle players when they went down, etc., etc., that they were time-wasting and would add time on for the time-wasting. Um, but, you know, that's playing to the Liverpool and the crowd and the whole situation. I mean, I found it what, absolutely what's disgusting. What's a side that doesn't time-waste? Yes, well, I was going to say, is this something that we've just invented this season? Well, I precisely. Think yeah. I, I think not at all. And no, by the way, did we time waste in the so first half? If, if everybody, if everybody is is time wasting, for heaven's sake, 
then why isn't every game going to 100 minutes? Well, well, it would if, if Liverpool needed it to get the winner. Yeah, yeah, precisely, John. <laughs> and that's exactly what I think. Yeah, it's uh, certainly going to cause debate. Um, the VAR did review the offside blue rhythm boy. Mike, uh, Mike Dean came out and explained that um, it came down to the shadows on the pitch. Um bizarre because what the shadow was offside the shadow was on the pitch <laughs> proved it that was mike dean's uh, explanation uh unbelievable and what, if, what about just, if we just rewind if we just rewind to manchester united versus <laughs> liverpool uh rashford had an identical uh offside called and that goal of course was given so Many would feel as if it's balancing it out for the cartel. That's, I mean, oh, it's easy to feel, I, I, easy to feel like that, isn't it? But, uh, but I mean, we've got to feel aggrieved because that with half a team, and we forget, and it's not Newcastle was half a team. Bruno out, Maxi out, Wilson out, Shaw out, Botman mm. out, and Isaac gone after an hour. That is half a team, and we performed like that with half a team. And then get it taken off us at the end. Yes, we could have defended the corner better. Um, that goes without saying. But we defended magnificently until then. We had done terrifically. We'd earned our point. And if the Isaac goal had been given, and for me it could easily have been given. <laughs> he's paused again. He's, he's not having a very good night tonight. Something, <laughs> so, something must be wrong in the posh part of Newcastle with the internet. Uh, we're going to give a shout out to the sponsors, Skips and Bins. Big thank you to Scott and the lads. Telephone 0800 25 45 25 3. Email inquiries at com. Website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. Thanks to Darren Baldwin Funerals, independent funeral directors. And they are based on 304 Old Durham Road, Gateshead. Telephone 0191 478 2730. Email Darren at uk or go to the website darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk. Thanks to Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD Hemp and Cannabinoid Specialists, www.gohd.com. And thanks to Mr. Vicky's Sources, handmade in Cumbria. You can find them at mrvickys.co.uk or by telephone on 01768. 210102. Thanks to Away Day Clothing as well, and new website coming soon. And thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things. Thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle, and the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. If you want to subscribe to the show, hit the NUFC Matters logo in the bottom right-hand corner and you can subscribe for free. Hit the thumb up under the video to like the video and click share to share to your social media. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast providers. Usually goes up seven, uh, seven to ten hours now after the podcast has gone out on YouTube. If you want to join NUFC Matters, click join underneath the video. Or if you want a little bit more, uh, you can go to the website at NUFC Matters. Dot com and click membership or use your smartphone and use the QR code to take you straight there. What do you get if you do it that way? Well, you get a cup, a pen, a membership card and a scarf and entry into the monthly draw. Well worth going in and getting involved. And if you're a subscriber, don't forget, email john at nufcmatters.com and he will post you out your free car sticker. We also support the food bank on this show, nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk is the match day bucket. 
and make sure you uh, go there and make a deposit virtually. Uh, the guys and girls from the food bank will be outside St. James's Park opposite Shiraz as well on match day against Crystal Palace on Saturday. So if you want to go across and make a food donation, please pop over on Saturday. Uh, Malcolm and I will be at the Dog and Parrot as usual, 12.45. We will be going live uh, and after the game at approximately 6.30 to 6.45, depending on the traffic. But uh, always well worth you coming along uh, to see me and Mal. It is free entry and kids are welcome and the bar does food and it does uh, good drink and there's always good crack in there as well. Uh, a bit of a plug now for a project I'm doing, A New Breed of Criminal, the film that we are shooting on Tyneside, a British independent film with uh, you know up-and-coming Geordie actors and a few famous faces, more to be announced over the course of the next couple of months. Uh, we have set an Indiegogo page up uh, for people to get involved. Uh, you might want to pre-order a, a copy of the DVD or you might just want to make a donation to wish us well with the project. Uh, but I have pinned it in the chat. Uh, click it. Go to the Indiegogo page. If you can help us, please do. And don't forget the score predictor. Uh, John and uh, Joe announced that the score predictor uh, prize this season would be £500 plus a T-shirt and a trophy. The runner-up would get £100 plus a T-shirt. And the monthly winner uh, will get £20 each month and a T-shirt. So if you want to get involved in that, again, go to the website, nufcmatters.com, and you will be able to find the information you need there. Now, I'm going to try and bring John back in. Are you there, John? I am indeed. Uh, I can't, I'm looking well on the photograph, but I'm here. Can you John, hear that's me? the best you've looked since we started these shows. I know. Oh, well, yeah. I, I actually, I, last night's referee would do me for time-wasting. But um, Oh, yeah, um, I was there you go. Um, Steve, that book, A New Type of Criminal, does it list yeah. last night's referee? Mm -hmm. It's based on his life story. <laughs> well, I've had a couple of questions in. Blue Rhythm Boy Mal says, thoughts on Willock? I feel there's a player in there. Glad we didn't get Paqueta, as it will allow Willock to develop. Paqueta, of course, Brazilian international, gone to West Ham, played last night. Um, Newcastle and Willock. Um, I've got to be honest, Mal, before I give you time to digest the question. I watched him last night. I turned to the people who I was at the match with and I thought that was the best he played in a while. Um, I, sometimes his game, it, it goes, it, it just seems to bypass him games sometimes. But other yeah. times he gets involved. Last night, it was a team effort. That first half, New, I've never seen Newcastle dominate like they did in that first half at Anfield. Mm -hmm. Overall, of course, the, the stats back yeah. Liverpool up. But I thought it was better. But I tell you my problem with him, Mal. I think he struggles with fitness. I, I, he doesn't seem to be able to last 90 minutes. Mm, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, possibly. Um, I, he's not got that punch and timing that he had when he was on loan. And uh, his timing of coming into the box late um, for when the ball was being knocked down um, and coming on to that and finishing, that was terrific. We haven't seen that since he signed a, a contract with Newcastle. And uh, and so, he, I do feel that he needs to get some of that back into his game. Uh, at the moment, uh, I'm fully aware of what you've just said. I can't disagree with you at all. I think that 
I, I, I really do feel that he's he he knows for himself that he's struggling to find that that form that that just gives him that little bit of a killer instinct, and and he's missing that at the moment, missing it badly. John, what's your thoughts on Willick? Yeah, it's it, very interesting um, to hear what you both say because the jury's out to a great extent. Um, and I, I look at that midfield, normally Bruno and Joe Linton are nailed on, so it's who's going to be the third midfield player. Uh, Bruno's now out of it, so you've got Longstaff in there with Willock. Uh, you sometimes see a loose ball from either of them and you think, oh dear. Then you see the ball Longstaff gave for Isaac's goal, which mm. was absolutely terrific oh, ball. Wasn't it, John? And oh, it, it was terrific a, it, ball. It was beautiful. And yet I, I look at that and I think, and I know I'm a little bit biased, but you know what? In Maybe Crystal Palace would be the right match. I would like to see... Elliot Anderson get a start. I, I think the kid's got a real, real chance. Now, whether that would be for Willock or whether it would be for Longstaff would depend because it may have to be for Willock. That would be the trouble because Longstaff could, is the more natural sitter to because Anderson isn't. He goes on. But um, mm. I would like to see the kid, you know. I think he's got a real, real chance yeah. in life. I think that he's a man instead of a boy. Uh, he went away to Bristol Rovers as a boy and come back a man. And mm -hmm. I think he's got a real chance. And I've just got a feeling that while we're midfield short through Bruno not being there, if he'd started at Liverpool against that quality, even with their midfield problems, it would have been a big ask. Palace might suit him more. Just a feeling. I, it, it may not happen. It probably won't happen. But I would like to see Elliot Anderson giving a go. Yes, I, I understand that, John. I, I would like to see two or three of the injured players back in the side so that it, it is a, a stronger side for him to, to join and play within. Um, that, uh, I, I always feel when you... When you Put a youngster in um, that you need to give to give him the best possible chance to just get the whole feel of things and get into his stride um, in that particular game. And and it needs a it needs a number of players around him. And I, I you know I think you know get Bruno back in the side, have Botman back in the side, and and ensure that Isaac's up front. Um, and then fine. Yes, I would then uh, happily put him in the side. But when you've got, you know, and, and we were talking about it a bit earlier on. But when, but when you've got a number of of guys who who were on the who were on the bench the week before, um, actually in the starting in the side, that's not the time to put a a, um, a young lad in. Give him the best possible chance with the best players around him yeah no i would agree i would agree with you mate 100 percent. but i've been uh the dog and parrot is not a gay bar but it is in what you would call the pink triangle it is just on the outskirts of it 
Um, it's not a sports bar either. It's probably a student's bar is probably the best way to describe it. But on a match day, uh, there are no students oh, in pre-match. It's a, it, it's, it, it's a great... It, it, it's Am a I great been going to the wrong place, Steve? No, you've been going to the right place. It's it's a really good... It is a really good bar, Malcolm, isn't it? I mean, it look, is. We, it we, is. We found... We, we we found ourselves in some 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 interesting places over the last few yeah. years, but you know yeah, what? Yeah. The dog and parrot has been fantastic, hasn't it? Tommy and the yes. staff really do look yes, after it us. Has. Yeah, and and it, a great set of people in there, you know, both behind the business and uh, um, and and uh, as customers. Yeah, 100%. A lot of people asking if I'm going to go on and do a transfer deadline show. I can't. I'm out working with Steve Howie tonight. We're doing a talking. So, no, I, I, I can't do that, I'm afraid. Uh, John, um, while you're here, I've been sent a question by text message by a good friend of mine called Terence Ross. Um, he wants to know if he can still get a copy of the Gibble files in hardback. And if he can, he's up on... Saturday for the match, and you could come to the Pumphreys and meet you to buy one off you if you've still got one. Well, they, that's a terrific uh, question, and God bless him for it. What I have got here is, is a softback copy of, of Gibble Files, and I can bring that down to Pumphreys if you would like me to do that. Right, okay, uh, Terence, let us know by text message. I know you watched the show. Um, if the if the paperback you would is good you enough. would email me on that one for the. I'll let you know, John. Down. Yes, yeah, yes. You still have it in the world of mobiles, sadly. I know that much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Malcolm, uh, the return would like to know: Do you think Haaland can break Shearer's goal scoring record? I mean, one thing at a time. He's only just arrived. He scored back to back. Two hundred and odd goals or something. And what this season or uh, this season and next season? <laughs> I mean, Marley's got off to a hell of a start, mate. I mean, we're, we're, talk, we're, we're complimenting Isaac tonight, but Haaland, I mean, wow, what a player yeah, he looks. Yeah, he, um, he makes it look so easy. A very difficult job, and he does really make it easy. He's there at the right place. Seemingly, um, all of the time. Um, will he break Shearer's record? The thing is that it it does take time to um, to break that kind of record. Is Haaland going to stay at Manchester City for that amount of time? You know, it's it, it's going to need six six years, seven years, maybe, and, and perhaps. Uh, a, a bit more. So, um, foreign players have a tendency to get towards the end of their contract and move on. So, mm, I'm not sure whether he will break Shearer's record or not. You know, and 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 if and his next move will probably be back back abroad somewhere in Europe. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Longstaff's performance last night, says Diamond? Um, I mean, personally, he had a mixed bag last night. I mean, the horrendous ball that he gave away. Um, mm. Just it's something that he does on a regular basis, I'm afraid. Kieran yes. Trippier is guilty of it at times, giving a ball away mm. and putting us under, yeah. under pressure. Yeah. Um, but that ball he put through for Isaac was... was it, super, it was divine, wasn't it? Was brilliant, it? wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it absolutely was. That... Um, that all the Liverpool players, they were all going the wrong way. Um, and he just slotted it uh, between them. Oh, fabulous. Um, and, and the finish was was absolutely delightful. You know, and, and w w with that 
having happened last night, that Isaac, he will be looking for Sean Longstaff time and again from here on, say, come on, not me, not me that type of ball. He will be making those kind of runs because he knows now that Longstaff, he recognises the run for what it is and how to feed it. Um, uh, and and that's important. That's you know I used to have that kind of uh, um, that kind of understanding with Terry Hibbert, um, uh, 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 um, and uh, and so I I think that there was something born last night between those two players. Fabulous run, great ball, wonderful finish, and. Yeah, it, it was um, it was one of those where where the two um, they just had that understanding of each other, and it'll get stronger. It will get stronger if it's given the chance. Yeah, no, of course it will, one hundred percent, John. Um, I, I will let you know if I get a response from Terence before the end of the show. I want to start looking at the the match at the weekend because uh, my chauffeur has arrived for tonight's <laughs> for tonight's event. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to keep him waiting. Um, Steve, Steve, how he often refers to himself as my show, but I want to do these events because I, I don't drive. So Steve comes and picks me up, which uh, it's always a bit of a giggle. Um, and he's he's turned up early um, and he's saying it's no problem. It's uh, very, he's doffing his cap to us as we speak. <laughs> but Newcastle United take on uh, Crystal Palace at home this coming Saturday. One of my favourite old-fashioned kickoffs, three o'clock on a Saturday at the game is sold out, which is the norm these days. As I mentioned earlier, uh, Malcolm will be on at the Dog and Parrot 12.45 and round about 6.30 after the game uh, at the Dog and Parrot. And uh, John will be at Pumphreys um, around about uh, 12.15 uh, onwards uh, with John Anderson. So if you're at the bottom end of town, pop along and see John. If you're at the top end of the town, come along and see me and Malcolm. So it uh, should be a good uh, good, good uh, time had by all of both of those bars. Uh, okay, referee is Michael Salisbury. Uh, this is his second game involving Newcastle. Uh, the referee from Preston uh, last took charge of Newcastle's game against Cambridge in the FA Cup. Uh, a game best forgotten. VAR, which has been up and down for us this season, is Lee Mason. This is a quick return to the Newcastle match for Mason, who was manning the cameras at Molyneux uh, last Sunday and did us a favour, it has to be said. I've mentioned as well the food bank are outside uh, St James's Park, so make sure you pop over and see them on the day. Too early uh, at this moment in time to, uh, to talk team news. Uh, and who is available. Eddie Howe, of course, will be doing his press conference uh, in due course. But um, chance to bounce back, Malcolm, um, and, you know, show that, you know, show that last night wasn't just a um, a one-off and that Newcastle can put the same effort in at home and come away with a win, hopefully. Yeah, I, I uh, it, it is a chance, yeah, just to put it behind you because I, it, it must have left a, a bad taste. With um, with the manager, the coaches, all of the players, um, and so what? When you've got that bitter taste in your mouth, you want to get into the next game and uh, um, and, and absolutely make up for it. And so I'm I'm looking forward to that. If if Newcastle can go on and take on Manchester City in the way that they have done, and Liverpool in the way that they did last night, 
Newcastle have nothing to fear from anybody. Um, even, even though, as you said earlier in the programme, Steve, that, uh, that it was half a reserve side that started last night, or, um, or, or equivalent of. Um, and so I'm, I am just thoroughly looking forward to seeing Newcastle get out on the pitch and, and look to outplay um, Crystal Palace, which I think that they are, um, are perfectly capable of doing. Um, and uh, Palace struggled to score a bit. And so um, that, that should be a, a confidence boost for Newcastle in getting out there. And, and, and if they can go 1-0 ahead against, against Liverpool away from home, they can go one nil up against anybody, but um, it it was so, it was such a shame that uh, that the, the the second easy goal was disallowed last night, and and I would impress upon the Newcastle side that going one nil up is great, but going up two nil is more important because that really really does seriously give the opposition a problem. Whereas when it's at 1-0, it's, it's tight, it's close, um, and, and, it, and the opposition always feel that they've got a chance to get back into the game. Um, and so, yeah, I, what I would like to see is Newcastle um, stick, the, stick goals into the net and, uh, and give themselves a good lead. What we haven't really seen so far this season is Newcastle Get a couple of goals, except against Manchester City. Get a couple of goals ahead, but and then really start to play. And I think that 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 the ability is in that side. We saw it last night. We've seen it in other games this season so far. Um, and even when they're not playing well, like like the Wolves match, that 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 they always um, look to stay in in in, in the game um, and. St. Maximin, come on, he, he was having an absolute nightmare, but then he finishes up scoring a terrific goal. Well, you know, that's the, that's the way to, to, to get your game turned round, for heaven's sake. Um, I'm looking forward to Crystal Palace match on Saturday. I'm looking forward to seeing Newcastle playing with the same spirit, with the same form as I saw them playing against Liverpool last night. And I don't think that Crystal Palace, as as good a, a, a footballing side as they are, I don't think that they will be able to live with Newcastle. Prediction from you, Mal? I'm going to go for... Um, I, I, Palace struggle to score, and so I'm going to go for um, Newcastle to win by those two goals. OK. John? Yeah. Um We've got to get back to winning ways. We've got to win this game. We've been terrific all season. But the bottom line is that out of five league games, we've only won one. That was the opening day against Nottingham Forest because we've had a very difficult fixture list. We've drawn with Wolves away. We've drawn with Brighton away. We should have drawn with Liverpool away. We've got a point off Man City. Yeah. Fabulous. But it's one win out of five. We have to get back to three points. Three mm. points are yeah. massive. 
this is the opportunity to get three points. Crystal Palace are the sort of side I don't like playing again because you, you don't know what you're going to get. They're difficult, they're hard. What will determine the, the perhaps the way the game flows is who plays because we had we had five out last night. We did ever so well. We know that Wilson isn't going to play. I don't think Bruno will play. I think there's a, a reasonable chance that Maxi mightn't start. But I thought Fraser did terrific last night um, in his work rate, yeah. in standing in. He got back and front, back and front, back and front. Uh, we miss Bruno of that. There's no question whatsoever. Um, but we've got to get back to winning ways. Yes, Palace will make it difficult. But we have got to beat Palace on Saturday. And then in a couple of months' time, we've got to beat them again when they come back up here in the League Cup to keep Wembley alive. That is our immediate targets. We must win these two games. I think we will win this game on Saturday. I've all I've already gone on record as saying it'll be two 0 so I can't make it any other score. It's exactly the score <laughs> Malcolm's already taken, but I've already said it's two nil. So why I'm I'm going to then say two one or three nil is difficult. Yeah. Uh, but regardless of whether it's two nil or one nil or two one or three one, the important thing is that we win, and I believe that we will win. And I think it's become necessary, especially after what happened last night. Let's get back to three points. This is an opportunity. It's not a gift. They'll make it tough. It's not a gift, but it's an opportunity. And Newcastle are good enough to take that opportunity. I think they will. 2-0 for me as well, chaps. It's a clean sweep on the 2-0s. Um, I, I think we're all agreed. Um, I've got to get off. Time out, Surf Cafe is sold out tonight. Uh, me and Steve Howie. I'll be back. I will be back tomorrow night. Uh, half past five with the three amigos. Two hours uh, taking you into the weekend. But for now, it's a big thank you to Supermark. Big thank you to John. And Terence Ross will have the book. He will see you at Pumphrey's John. So make sure you take it, please. Deal done. All right. Take Enjoy it at the surf club tonight. Cheers. Stay take care. To the place. My best to Steve. Okay. Take care, guys.